0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming back to the Fan Club podcast. We are excited to be joined today by a pioneer in the women's hockey world and an amazing role model for people all over the world. Regan Rust, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty phenomenal. How about you guys?
0: We're doing pretty good here. It's uh, I can't believe it's almost been two months since we met in Boston.
1: Oh, I know. It's actually it's crazy. Blown by.
2: It's actually insane. Mm-hmm. Have you been pretty busy since then?
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of games. There was New York Fashion Week, making content. You know how it goes. So just Damn. moving around a lot.
2: Wow, New York Fashion Week. What did uh, you have to do with, it, with that?
1: That was just me attending events. I met somebody oh, a few weeks cool. prior at uh, the PHF All-Star Weekend. And so I was making content there. And then I came back. And then she was like, yeah, you want to come with me to all these events? I said, sure. <laughs> so that's, that's so what I cool. did. cool.
0: That sounds so out of my element.
1: I, I definitely have no fashion
0: whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little weird.
1: I mean, I'm constantly in hoodies and leggings. So yeah, I had to get a little bit outside. I don't know if you saw the blue pants I was wearing, but that's not my normal thing.
2: What exactly did you have to do there?
1: So all of them are pretty different. The first one I went to, you're going to laugh at this, but it was KitchenAid. Really? Do you know yeah. what KitchenAid is?
0: Like the blender, like mixers? Yeah. and stuff yeah
1: yeah so i well first of all she's like yeah you want to go to kitchen aid tonight i was like what do you mean kitchen aid like are we gonna be looking at blenders and pots and pans and whatnot (laughs) she's like no it's a fashion show so like we show up there's a pink carpet because apparently the new color of the year is hibiscus and so everything was pink and then they had all these different models wearing outfits from this famous designer but modeled after
3: The kitchen appliances in that color wow bumpins that's that's interesting we'll have to uh, go check out some of those photos from that
0: (laughs) that is is, i would never imagine they would be doing clothes about a mixer or something me either
1: but it was really i guess that's
0: why i wasn't that's great i guess that's why we weren't invited to fashion (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so regan we just kind of want to hear your background give everyone a brief intro we obviously know you um But we would love to hear how do you describe yourself? what do you do? What do you do for the world of people that don't know who you are
1: so I'm originally from Mississippi, started playing hockey there I've traveled all the, around the world at this point playing hockey, whether it was the five different high schools or the two colleges or the three countries that I've lived in just to play pro hockey and that kind of became my big thing and whenever I came back from Budapest, one of my times playing pro. I ended up making Female Athlete Society because I had gotten a decent following on social media. And so, Female Athlete Society is basically a resource page now for athletes to learn about everything that has to do with being an athlete, whether it's mental performance, mental health, training, nutrition, all of those things. And so, I kind of just put it all into one place. And so, I'm really excited to be relaunching that for next month. But other than that, I'm in social media, I'm trying to help the next generation, and I'm just all over the place, to be honest with you.
0: Is that something that obviously you wish you would have had, especially coming from Mississippi, which isn't a traditional hockey state?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's the whole reason that I made it was because Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, I didn't know really about college hockey. I didn't know what the pros would look like because there wasn't a pro league at the time. I didn't know how I should train because we didn't have many hockey coaches. We only had one rank in the entire state. So I wasn't sure what the opportunities looked like for me. And so that's why I definitely started it
3: that had to be a lot of travel then (laughs) who who got you into hockey wow (laughs) um
1: my aunt actually got us into it I think my mom had told her to start going to the Memphis River Kings games which was a part of the CHL at the time now the SBHL now no longer around and she started going when I was four years old and took me and my sister and the next year they were like, oh, you guys should come out. We're going to have a, a rec program, Little Kids League. There's going to be so many little girls. And we were like, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, that was just me and my sister and another girl, and 30 boys. So it was good. My aunt, <laughs> I can thank her for everything.
0: That's incredible. What a cool story. The Memphis, what did you say, River Kings?
1: Yeah, Memphis River Kings.
0: Memphis River Kings really started Russ' career.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So you said you went to, did you play AAA then in multiple states mm-hmm. before college?
1: I always played for Penn's Leap, minus one year when I went to prep school. And Penn's Leap was in Pittsburgh. So my mom was a crazy hockey mom. So we would drive 12 hours to Pittsburgh and then 12 hours back every other wow. weekend. Wow. My mom was incredible. Oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, ho, ho.
0: that is crazy. So you weren't even living in Pittsburgh.
1: Not my first two years. You would drive yeah we were going back and wow. forth and we were playing boys too and everything else in between that so
0: i think people underestimate hockey hockey moms yeah. oh yeah <laughs> they make especially ones round. like yeah we're all spoiled we're from the midwest but hockey moms in mississippi might be top tier level you know?
1: <laughs> definitely
0: <laughs> that's amazing good good on you guys that's crazy so you went Penns elite played around the nation and then you started at RIT before going to Boston University, correct? Mm -hmm. Did my research, right?
1: Yep, you did. Good job.
0: So So what caused what caused the switch? Just wanted to change or was what was up?
1: I there was a lot of things that went into it. I didn't necessarily like how the coaches treated their players. There was a lot of culture issues that were happening Mm -hmm. and it was also a huge tech school. And so I wanted to study business and I knew that if I moved to Boston, I'd have a really good chance about working in Boston once I graduated. And so I decided to make the switch after my sophomore year after trying to push through for (laughs) the year after my freshman year. But I was thankful that BU gave me a spot, which was just luck, honestly.
0: Sounds like such a fun place to play too. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Was it hard to uh, make that switch over or was it pretty easy?
1: Oh, it was hard. I had actually asked for my release, was not talking to any coaches whenever I made that switch. And so I just went at it blind and I had reached out to my ninth grade coach and she was like, hey, I think you might have some openings. And the reason why I got an offer was because the freshman that was supposed to be going in that year, something happened with her schooling. And so she didn't end up going and I got that spot.
2: Oh, that's uh Lucky. kind of a bounce in your favor. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's yeah, crazy how the hockey world works like that. Like any little situation can completely change your trajectory of where you end up playing.
2: I know, uh, I know when I transferred schools to in the, like in the school part of it, there was a lot of classes that didn't transfer over nicely. And there's like some catch up to do. Did you have that problem going, going from, uh, tech school to business yep
1: i had to retake accounting statistics you name it i did Uh, it multiple times finance uh all the fun ones. all the fun ones i did those over two summer actually four summer terms
2: so you're just going all around the clock school 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 plus
1: working yeah it was a good time
2: Plus working. Well, it's good for you. And hey, you're you, still going. And social media too <laughs> at that point? Social
1: media was not a thing. Well, it was, but I wasn't actively on social media at that point.
2: Okay. It wasn't until I so graduated. you didn't know have that to juggle at that time at least. Yeah, I actually deleted
1: my Instagram and all social media platforms during that time because I was like, I have no time for anything right now. I can't even sleep. Yeah. So now I'm grateful yeah. I can sleep and do social media and hockey.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think if TikTok wasn't there, I would have uh, been able to get a lot more work done in my college days. That's for
1: sure. Well, it's paying off, so who cares?
2: Yeah, exactly. So
0: tell us a little bit about uh, your pro days and post-college, obviously. You you said you went to Europe first?
1: Yes. Actually, I played my first year in Boston. Boston.
0: Okay. So uh, With the the Pride? The
1: PWHPA. So I was in the other league adjacent to the one I'm currently in. And I was working full time at that point, and it was the first year that it had started up, so we had only played about i think I played four games that year. That was my first pro season, so it wasn't many wow. whatsoever. but I was also working forty hours a week as a um an analyst for t g x companies. if you know what that is. you guys maybe have been there t j Max Marshall's home goods.
0: oh yeah, you know the checkout you, line geez. at home
1: goods that was all me, so you bought something nice, huh? <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I went overseas after that because the pandemic hit. I was tired of working that desk job, and I got an offer to go to Budapest. And I was like, I love Budapest. It's a beautiful country. I like the culture there, all the food, and everything along those lines. And so I went over there mid-pandemic, and well, <laughs> it re-shut down while I was there. So I was probably I was in two weeks for quarantine, and then four weeks playing, and then I went home because the whole country shut down again.
0: That's crazy. What terrible timing. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm sure it's still, a, that's still like such a difficult transition for people who are looking for pro leagues all over the place post-college. I mean, the only thing that didn't shut down basically was the NHL, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. like
0: yeah, And they didn't obviously have fans and it was still a weird timing, but you don't think of all the other players and athletes and all these other leagues trying to continue to play and there's nowhere to
1: play. Mm-hmm. Well, Sweden is one of the only countries that didn't shut down. So they had a full season during the pandemic. And I actually, I think I told you guys this, but I ended up moving to Minnesota after coming back to Budapest. So I was coaching full time in Blaine, Minnesota for six-ish months. And then I got an offer on Instagram to go to Stockholm, Sweden. I was like, yep, got to take this. (laughs) Thanks for having me, but I got to get out of here.
0: (laughs) Were you at the Super Rink then?
1: I was at the Super Rink and then the Plymouth Rink.
0: Dang. Yeah, it'd be a pretty easy transition to leave Blaine, Minnesota to go to Stockholm, <laughs> <Yeah>. I think.
1: <laughs> Stockholm was sick. It's actually one of my favorite countries in Europe now.
2: Oh, yeah, that would be cool. What was your favorite part about it?
1: I think one was my teammates, for sure. It was nice that they all spoke English in the locker room because we had people from think six or seven different countries. And so there was a lot of different languages being spoken, but English was the main one. And then also just the, the beautiful buildings. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Stockholm, but the architecture there is like one of my favorite things. It's like super outdoorsy and I just, I loved everything about it.
2: I'd love to go, never been, but I know that there's, yeah, a lot of people don't realize when you go, you never know on your team how many people are going to like, you're actually going to be able to communicate with Mm -hmm. because I've known people that, you know, there's three people that can speak it. There's five, there's 10. Um, In your case, why do you think like, was there a lot of um, just like North Americans on the team or how did that work? That everyone was just English.
1: Well in Budapest only a handful of my teammates spoke English. And then my coach I think was from Finland. So he had to speak English. And our trainer only spoke Hungarian, so he was just yelling stuff at us. We had no idea what was going on. (laughs) When I went to Sweden, we had, I was only North or only American. There was two Canadians, one girl from Switzerland, one Czech, one Finnish, and then the rest were Swedish girls. And so they learned it growing up. Some of them were a little shy to speak it. They ended up coming out of their shell a bit there. They're always reserved too. Like they don't want to talk in general. And so whenever you bring some North Americans like us, we were so loud. We kind of brought them out of their shell. So it was really nice to see them speak in English.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, That's
3: good. Yeah. So where are you at now? And you said you're at in a different league as well. Can you kind of explain uh, your transition there?
1: So I'm in New Jersey currently and we play out of the American Dream Mall. I play for the Metropolitan Riveters in the PHF, Premier Hockey Federation. And they just went under, I think, I don't know, maybe two years ago, changed their name from NWHL to PHF. And so it's a little bit different setup from the PWHPA because the P-Dub has a lot of showcases versus we have a full league. And so we have scheduled games that we play. We're always broadcasted on TSN or ESPN Plus. And we have like a full setup. So I think our playoffs start in three weeks something along those lines don't ask us how we're doing i don't want to talk about it <laughs> but it's a good time and I, I really enjoy my teammates and the training levels that we have here
0: that sounds so fun and the fact that the p-dub and the phf can coincide together too is a really neat experience because from my understanding the p is the one that they travel they travel to these showcases kind of around the world correct
1: uh around the u.s and canada yeah
0: North America sorry (laughs) but uh yeah no that's super good how was that do you get a choice on kind of what you want to do or obviously no one can pick exactly what league they want to play in I don't know what it's based off of but did you have a choice or did one kind of seem more fitting for you personally
1: my first year out of college I was kind of done with hockey just because it was a long four years it felt like I did eight years and four basically because of transferring and how much schooling I did extra Mm. but and I also fractured my back my senior year of college so I was kind of resting and recovering from that and so the PW was great for me then because it wasn't as many games it wasn't as much training and then I was in California and I just got a random text message one day when I was on vacation and The coach here was like do you have any interest in coming to play for us i was like i'm not so sure i like really enjoy california and the sunshine and the warmth and he was like let's let's jump on the phone i was like okay so i jumped on the phone and it sounded good so i like the training because we have two days in the gym here four to five days on the ice plus two games every weekend and so it's pretty predictable it's super similar to sweden except it's always on the weekends
2: that's nice, kind of got that college schedule mm-hmm. like you're used to then. And I've, I've seen a lot of your videos. Is that rink kind of in like a mall? It looks like it's it's really interesting. I couldn't quite <laughs> understand where it is.
1: Well, you guys have been to the Mall America. So the same people that built that mall also built this one. Yeah. This project started like, I think 20 plus years ago and they just finished it 2020. And so we are in the middle of a mall and right behind us, That's... if like you look through the glass, you can see the water park. And then if you look above, you can see the big Ferris wheel that like takes you up and you can see a whole view of the city.
3: That's sweet. That's wow, pretty cool. Sounds like we have to check it huh? out yeah. then. Wow.
0: And there's a
1: snowboarding hill too. We...
0: That's the one that it surpassed MOA as the biggest mall, I believe. Did it? Yeah, we're just a mall. We just, I think.
1: We win?
2: Oh, maybe,
0: <laughs> I, maybe I made
2: that up. Made maybe that. I made that up. Yeah. Um. Do you get do you get a lot of people commenting then? Like, where are you skating or where are you playing? All the
1: time in my DMs. I'm like, I have literally tagged American Dream. Can you just click on that, please? Yeah, yeah. But everyone thinks it's either Edmonton or they don't know where. So mm.
2: yeah,
0: the brick
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the yeah. brick tournament. That's right. Did uh, is that the mall with the Mr. Beast restaurant? Yeah,
1: there is one.
0: Yeah, I knew I knew the name of that mall. I think Beast they- Burger.
2: There's a lot of those now, though, I think. Yeah. I don't know there's... That
0: was the one that went like on lockdown because there's so many people wanting to see him there. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Also, I might be
3: making all this up. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> Where'd you read it? The internet? <laughs> you read it, the
3: internet? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, uh, just with like, obviously, a lot of your content involves being at the rink, in the dressing room, all that stuff. Is it helpful having like your teammates on your side and stuff like that? Or has anyone kind of given you pushback about filming so much? Cause I know just for our example, it kind of took our teammates a little bit to get used to. And we started filming a lot more inside the rink in the room and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. When I was in Sweden, I actually wasn't allowed to film the locker room unless nobody was in there or unless those people that were in there agreed to be in it. And that kind of sucked, but I could film on the ice. And so It was hard to get my Swedish teammates in on the videos. And like the one time that I get them in, it goes completely viral. I'm like, you guys, come on, let's go. But now that I'm here, I have a lot more teammates that are willing to be in it. It's just a matter of timing because a lot of the girls still work full-time jobs. And so like after practice, they're jetting off to either teach or do sales or do marketing, all those things. And so it's a little bit hard just to get them into the videos.
2: Hmm. That's good. That's good that they're willing to be in it and everything. Were you in Sweden then when you started I, um, the social media? Or when, when was it that you first started doing it?
1: I was actually in San Diego at the time.
2: Okay. Randomly. What what made you start?
1: I had a marketing degree. And then I was like, I've actually never used this before. Let's see if I can do anything <laughs> with it. And I had some theories about TikToks. So like I'd rather help other people run their stuff than do my own. It's just more enjoyable for me. But Yeah, I just had some guesses and I started following some people that were doing it pretty well and then seeing what they were doing. So kind of took some strategies from different people.
0: Yeah, most of your content is showing your life and obviously you throw in a few trend dances here and there, but has it really helped you evolve as a person to being comfortable in front of a camera and showing who Regan Rust is and sharing your story with everybody?
1: Yeah, it's definitely helped. I mean, I don't know if you're going to believe this, but I used to have really bad social anxiety where I couldn't even talk or I couldn't even ask for ketchup. That's how bad it was. And so (laughs) I know you laugh now and I'm super bubbly and outgoing, but it used to be really hard for me to talk to people. And now that I've been talking to the camera for so long, I can see the difference between me and some of my other teammates that get put in front, like just thrown out there. I think I feel pretty comfortable now
2: that's uh i would say so yeah no you are (laughs) i would yeah never have guessed that and low-key that's one of a massive massive hidden like benefits of just making content because like you said you can like take steps ahead by the amount of times you have to think on your feet to talk uh like to your own phone Mm -hmm. and then when that comes to doing an interview after hockey or be on the radio or doing a podcast like those skills carry over well and uh it's just whether you grow or not, you still get to take away like that practicing from it.
1: A hundred percent. I can't tell you how many times I've messed up talking to myself. I don't normally write a script. I just start talking and then hope something good comes out of it.
3: Yeah. Go ahead. Oh well, yeah. I was just going to say like we met you in Boston at the winter classic, but you're obviously still in season and then you had to get back and play some games. Do you find that you've kind of developed a good strategy to keep, balancing hockey and social media?
1: I have had a pretty good balance of it so far, just because, I mean, as a student athlete, you guys know, you really do have to fit every single thing into your schedule. Like 24 hours, you expand to at least 36. And so I can do that now, but I'm not so sure what it's going to look like next year, just because I don't know if you guys saw the salary cap doubled. So if I get offered, I'm expected that I will, always prioritize hockey over everything else and so those opportunities might not be as okay as they were this year
0: well one that's amazing and i i remember reading up on that it was pretty recent Mm -hmm. um that the growth in these leagues is continuing to come because it's obviously exciting for everyone involved in the world of hockey and women's hockey in general Um, but two how will you be able to make it work? I mean, you can't just go cold turkey and quit social media on everyone.
1: Yeah, I won't quit. It's just so it's more like the experiences. So, I work the rivalry series like it, okay. working with the IHF, yeah. Bauer, all those things. I kind of have to prioritize where that's going to fit into my schedule, so like off weekends for sure. We're going to some of the NHL games here. I could make work because those are at night, but I'll be training every day from at least probably 8 in the morning until noon. So that time is going to be always hockey time. And mm-hmm. that's what my coach said anyways. <laughs> so I'm going to go with it.
0: <laughs> Are they adding more games too?
1: I'm assuming. They haven't come out with anything official yet, but I, okay. I would think at least 10 more games because right now we're only playing a 24-game season.
2: Yeah, okay. So so the added uh, salary is going to add more time like from the hockey standpoint and it's not just that they don't want you to do that in your free time is that kind of right Mm -hmm. or like you're actually going to be getting busier with hockey
1: i won't be busier so when i came for example to the class winter classic i skipped uh skills practice those will no longer be optional which it was this year. Yeah. And they knew coming in that I had these events planned. So like I told them at least two months in advance before it actually happened. So they were willing to work with me around it, but normally you don't miss practice unless you have a very mm-hmm. valid reason.
2: Yeah. that That's an like, exception that I guess makes sense to it. And you have to, I know for like choose at times of like what during that period of hockey is really going to, weigh the most importance and at least like in the summertime i'm sure you can still do those opportunities and go to those different events when you have the time and like you'll be Mm -hmm. a little bit more freed up i'm sure to still continue to do that stuff Mm -hmm,
1: for sure nhl playoffs that's what i'm looking forward to
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah we're excited for that too too.
0: do you see yourself ever being like a full-time reporter post hockey
1: you're not the first person to ask me that i don't think I really like reporting. I interviewed a lot of players when I was at Men's Worlds in May Mm. last year in Finland. So like Nylander, for example, I was like Marco Antila. I don't know if you know who that is. Big Finnish legend. I was talking to those players. But asking questions isn't really fun for me unless it's kind of long form similar to this. I think I would more so be interested in color commentary.
0: That'd be really Mm -hmm. cool. Chiming in and you would basically leave your mark on the league forever. If you did that player and then transition into being a color commentator. Yeah,
1: I think it'd be really fun.
0: That'd be a blast, especially with everything growing, then everything's going to start being on ESPN, ESPN rather than streaming services. Mm -hmm. And it would be the face of it, I guess.
1: Yeah, Maybe we'll see.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Keep it going. Yeah. I was going to ask, what was it like or when and what was it like when you got your first brand deal and how that kind of changed your direction of, wow, I can actually like make money off of this.
1: I, it kind of happened recently, not going to lie. Cause I wasn't taking social media seriously. I haven't really taken, I'm still not taking it as seriously as I should. Cause I still find enjoyment in it and it's kind of the same thing for hockey. I mean, obviously I take hockey very seriously, but, I think you guys might understand what I'm saying. And so it started to happen probably September of last year is when a lot of brands started reaching out. And then I think more of my opportunities came from job opportunities versus just brands. And so I kind of like what happened with the IHF where they reached out and I got to host the pregame live show. I got to host the podcast with Mike Johnson. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's with TSN big time reporter played in the NHL 15 years and like, being with those people was way more fun than just me doing an ad for a company. That stuff resonates more. I like mm-hmm. the memories. I like the experience better than just doing the ads myself.
2: Yeah. That's the best way, best way to do it for us too, is the getting to do something with that brand dealer opportunity or sponsorship, rather than just, rather than just like posting about an ad and everything like that. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you have a lot of, knowledge in that space like you're probably are you one of the few female hockey players you think that are posting content um how many are there of you do you think oh
1: it's a good question in my league specifically or just all together
2: maybe all together i in the hockey world i would say hockey
1: world i know there's some high schoolers and some college athletes that are doing it i wouldn't say more than 20 taking it super seriously
2: yeah it probably like
1: really 10 i don't even know all of them Mm -hmm. either why do you
2: yeah why do you why do you think that is
1: there's obviously you know hockey we're as much as i say the finnish and the swedes are very reserved hockey is a very reserved sport and you can see that by like we're still wearing suits to nhl games you know the walk-in fits aren't as cool as the nba is like i follow so many nba walk-ins but i don't do the same thing with nhl and mm-hmm. i think because for so long they were just forced to put your head down and get to work and if you are on social media you're not taking us seriously that's kind of the stigma behind it like i i've said on a podcast recently i was like Cindy crosby's not even on instagram or any types of social media i mean i don't think i would be if i was as big as him because everybody already chirps him but he's one of the greatest players out there mm-hmm. and i think once people start to realize that they actually want to see their lives, they wanna know how to get better, they wanna know like what their idols are doing in their free time, the more likely they are to start getting on it. And once you finish playing too, like you have to think about your personal brand. Like you're not always gonna be a pro athlete. And so nobody's gonna care about you if you don't have social media. Maybe minus Cindy Crosby. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I don't know who else.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he's set. But everyone else, yeah. There's so many kids coming up in the world. In the sports world and they have all these they have their accounts and they follow people because they like their social media accounts like how many fans of how many people are fans of austin matthews that live in california or something but they think he's cool and he has a cool lifestyle they probably don't even know how many goals he has but Mm -hmm.
1: he's
2: just a cool guy to follow
1: i don't even know how many goals he has
2: (laughs) yeah i don't either (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you what like do you encourage other people to do so like would you encourage other female hockey players I'm not sure if you've like made videos on that or at least would that be something like what would you say to them or would you be like guys you should do this
1: I haven't said it on social media but I have said to all of my teammates I'm like you guys need to get on your social media brands because people need to know who we are and I think because we play a sport where we are fully covered head to toe. It's not like tennis, you know, or soccer. They can see what those athletes look like. We are not as visible. And so like, we need to showcase who we are, our personalities outside of just hockey. So I tell my teammates all the time, like I will literally help you build your brand If you just sit down and do the work with me. Mm
2: -hmm. That's good. I love that. I love that. You're, pushing them to do so kind of like I've uh maybe pushed you guys a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe a little bit you guys can relate there <laughs> what do they say to that what do they say to you when you say that they're like oh
1: yeah maybe I should and then they're like wait how did you get that full set of gear from Barrow?" I was like I told you guys if yeah. you started building yep. your brand good things will come
2: exactly how did you go to New York fashion week yeah
1: it's like you gotta get out it's <laughs> so, like like i was saying to them i wasn't invited like my teammates i told them i wasn't invited to go to the phf all-star weekend as an actual all-star like somebody that played in the games i was brought in to create content so they flew me out gave me all these things and then i got to be there regardless and so they called me their social media (laughs) all-star
0: but it's like i got that (laughs) i
1: was
0: just gonna say that Sounds like even more fun because then you get to talk to people all over the place rather than have to play in a game. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was drinking the night before. I was having fun. (laughs) Don't (laughs) tell my coach. But yeah, it was a good time. And just like that's where I met the lady that took me to New York Fashion Week. And you get to connect with so many people from around the world that sometimes good things happen.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you sharing that stuff makes a lot of younger like hockey players and stuff look up to you and want to be that way. So I know like the stuff that you're doing now is probably making such an impact. I'm sure in a couple years, few years, there's going to be just more and more people that see you doing these cool things and are just going to start wanting to do it. And then I think you're going to be in a great spot if you want to help them do it uh, too, which is really cool. What that you said you love marketing and you love that side of Social media as well.
1: Yeah, it was actually funny. Today I was talking to a high school class in Valencia, California about marketing. And I no was way. like, this is new wow. for me. I don't normally talk about marketing. I'm normally talking about hockey and everything along those lines. Yeah. But yeah, that was really cool just to have that experience.
0: And who would have thought a couple of years ago before you started that you would ever be doing that?
1: Never would have thought. I still don't believe it. Yeah. So I'm just gonna going to keep going.
0: It's a fun, fun world. And if you just stick to it and don't really care what anyone else thinks, then those are the people that continue to keep growing and going far and actually making a difference.
1: A hundred percent. I'm with you guys on that. You guys are doing great too. I hope you know that.
2: (laughs) We're trying. Um, I wanted to ask you actually like literally last second might've slipped my mind. Uh, Oh, okay. Got it. Sorry. (laughs) The question I wanted to ask you was that if, uh, you're obviously playing hockey. Are you like actively looking out for like business opportunities in social media now? Is it just like icing on the cake? Anything that you kind of get thrown at you?
1: Do you mean in terms of like brands and everything or yeah. like actually working yeah, full like, time for like, a company?
2: Like, like brand deals. Like as you're playing now, um, month by month, are you trying to find ways to make money off of social media with brands?
1: To be honest with you, they just
2: come to me through emails
1: and Instagrams on, or Instagram DMs. And then my agent also reach out on behalf of me. So I'm with CAA Hockey. So it's really nice to have somebody else advocate for me.
2: Yeah. Okay. That That's, again, makes your life so much easier that you have someone helping you do that. And then you can kind of focus on your sport. Mm-hmm. And again, focus on that, whatever comes through. the brand side is just uh awesome
1: yeah for sure
0: (laughs) no well regan thank you so much um we obviously relate in in the hockey world and growing our social media platforms you're the still playing though we're washed up so you have that on us but uh we really appreciate you taking the time and all that you are doing for women's hockey and hockey in general and i i think that everyone's going to love this episode one because you're super fun to talk to and two you're just doing so much for the game and you're just someone that our fans are going to want to start following you now so you can you're taking our fans too but thank <laughs> yeah. you so much would
3: you uh would you like to quickly <laughs> share any future plans you have coming up like i know mm-hmm. you said you want to hit some playoff games but anything in the summer as well
1: for well to be honest with you I have a lot of fun vacation plans because I haven't gone to vacation in a while. So I'm going to go to Stockholm, Sweden for midsummer. I can't wait to do it with my teammates. I'm going to go to Portugal. Nice. I plan on going down to Biloxi, Mississippi. So I'm going to be working just doing a clinic and meeting the semi-pro hockey team there and the work with their kids that they have. So they have a second rink now in Mississippi, just so you guys know. And then Boston (laughs) alumni weekend's coming up. So it's going to be a big
0: one. Fun, Dang. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a blast. Is Biloxi, is that where Mississippi state is? No.
1: Biloxi is on the Gulf coast, the very, very bottom. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: I do know nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. You can look it up later.
0: Yeah. It sounds good. Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And everyone, please check out Regan Rust on social media and the Metropolitan Riveters. How many games you got left? You need, need some fans out Six there. Six
1: games. Five home games.
0: Six games left. Check the schedule if you are out east. And be sure to get to a game and tell her, tell them that the hockey guys sent you. <laughs> but everybody, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And Regan, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: Well, that was a great interview with uh, Regan. And I'm glad that we got to meet her in Boston and we're able to connect again because she is paving the way for women and women's hockey in, in a great
3: way. Yeah, her journey is crazy. Yeah. Like, all those different schools, travel times, like... 12-hour drives. A lot of people would definitely specifically not play hockey for that reason, but I guess yeah. it paid off.
2: Yeah. First uh, hockey player, too, on here, which was fun. That's true. That was our oh, very wow. first yeah. uh,
3: Dang. episode uh,
2: eight, I believe, and our first uh, yeah. player, which was awesome. I feel like, I mean, as hockey players, we just connect so well with other ones, and it really feels like you're talking to like a family member it's not you're not like lost at all you just get them really well Mm -hmm. so i thought it was really cool to hear her experience and to top it off that she does social media too
3: yeah that's what i kind of connected as just because we obviously had to make that decision to stop playing hockey because we wanted to pursue social media just full time because we literally needed all the free time we could get So that's pretty cool to see how she can balance it out. But apparently it's going to be a little bit tougher coming up. So we'll see if she can keep keep, keeping her fans going.
0: Which is really, it's a good problem Mm -hmm. that they're doubling the salaries next season. That's Mm -hmm. incredible. So it's obviously the league's growing and more and more people are out there watching and
2: supporting and watching on TV. So that's great to see. Yeah, I never really realized that. Uh, I guess we did go through it but when you'd get a lot like when you do social media you get a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize the fact that yeah like you have to turn so much down um, when you play hockey which I don't know if we did in college exactly have to turn that many down it was just harder but I feel like now imagine playing hockey and doing social media and having to like you want to do there's all no, these events, right? There's, there's and, no way. And travel and all, everything like that. But it's, uh, you can definitely do both. You just have to sacrifice some things.
0: Mm-hmm. Can't say yes to everything like we do now.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, we'll have to go to a game when she comes to Minnesota. We have a TikTok and skate, shoot, slapping around a bit like old times.
0: <laughs> well, her video at Fenway is still blowing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Insane. Her breakaway video at Fenway. Mm-hmm. I mean, Can't beat a breakaway with those hands on Fenway Park. Can't do it. I think Yelly just said that it popped up on his feet again yesterday. Like, Yeah. Oh, sorry. This
3: is what I was also going to add. Shout out Yelly. He he was put on the spot today. Our Our old producer, Cudmore, he called in six. So Yelly had to take the bull by the horns, and I think he did a pretty good job. So job, we buddy. think we'll have to review all the audio and stuff after and see if you he got her done. Yeah, with. I'm
0: nervous. I think he did. Yeah, I think he did a great job. Look at him switching the cameras back and forth. <laughs> Just a, on fire, dude. Keep it up.
2: I'd love to hear from <laughs> uh, love to hear from the viewers what you guys thought of having a yeah. uh, hockey player on. If uh, you enjoyed, obviously the connection between our synergy with hockey and social media like that. I think she was like, again, if I think hockey player and social media, I think of her, she's doing obviously a great job and has a lot to share. If you are someone that's growing up to that uh, is trying to do a little bit more than just uh, play hockey. And I really like the points that she touched on of why, uh, why you should do it and the encouragement that she has for Mm -hmm. other players to get started. So yeah, it was great.
0: It's people like her that are going to continue the growth in women's hockey and the professional leagues because imagine if everyone was doing what she's doing in their league Mm -hmm. they would be 10xing every year Mm -hmm. so they need people and people like Regan to push other athletes and players to really get involved and show off who they
2: are Mm -hmm. all it takes is that one person Mm -hmm. it's like that one person over a three-year span Post one video at Fenway blows up. How many people see that and are like, Oh, wait, how does she get to score on Fenway? Right. Like whatever she's doing, I need to figure out how to get there in in my life. So
3: Yeah, yeah. and everyone has that unique story. Everyone everyone kinda got to different points at different times and that's what you can share and build an audience from it. And then people will follow along and before you know it, you'll be on Fenway going on a breakaway. <laughs>
0: It's kind of hard having Yelly actually, actually as a producer because he just
2: tries to make us laugh the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> he makes it hard on us. Those those two guys back there don't always make it easy on us.
0: I can't ever look to my left because I know that they're doing something.
2: I'm <laughs> like lucky that I, for for those that can't uh, see, he's behind the monitor and I can't see anything that he's doing besides his alfalfa on his head. <laughs> <laughs> he does Mohawk. Some bad hair he looks today. like Jimmy Neutron right now. You got some rough <laughs> hair, buddy.
0: Anyways, I think we're done goofing around here. Yeah. We'll get back to work. Time to get back to work, folks. We got to drink some water and vitamin C because Cuddy's down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone wish Cuddy their best, best wishes. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> yeah, and we appreciate you guys listening in. We always love to hear your feedback. Shoot us a DM. Comment on our uh, social medias. Let us know. And mm-hmm. also, don't be afraid. We'd love to hear who you'd like us to have on next because... We've kind of hit a variety of guests now of different sports, professions, ages, everything like that. So let us know who you're following and who you let us know who you're following and whose story you'd love to hear. (laughs) Be sure to like,
0: comment, subscribe. And yeah, as always, we love the feedback, whether it's good or bad. Um, I guess you caught us on a little bit of a giggly day, but Mm -hmm. thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. This is going to sound pretty weird. But Yelly, sign us out.